Those of us with teenagers know they can be emotional and confusing at times, and a lot of that has to do with their brains not being fully developed. And here today to help us understand our teens' brains and how we can support them during this time is Dr. Aileen Puno. She's a pediatrician with the Franciscan Physician Network. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. So, Doctor, thanks so much for your time today. I have two teens myself. You know, we were talking off the air. You've got a couple of teens. I've got a couple of teens. So this is a bit of a loaded question, but we'll start here. What is going on with teen brains? Uh, we all know that teens are going through a rapid growth spurt. I think the biggest thing you're going to see is more of the physical changes, them getting taller and, you know, sizing up and all that. But what we're probably not seeing is that their brains are also growing. It's maturing. Their brains will grow at different rates for growth. It usually will reach the biggest size around 11 years old, and then for boys around closer to 14. So even if their brains may be done growing in terms of size, their actual development and maturity are not done until their mid to late 20s. It's actually into adulthood, if you think about it. That's really interesting. You know, you think of maybe teens as being fully developed by the time maybe they finish high school, but as you're saying, it's really more into their 20s. And so let's talk about that. What are the critical periods of development for teens? There are two critical areas of development, and those are on two different parts of the brain. You've probably heard of the prefrontal cortex, and that's the area of the brain that sits right behind the eyes, kind of more of the front part of your brain. And, And scientists believe that this is the area of the brain that plays a very crucial part in regulating mood, attention, impulse control, and just the ability to think in a more abstract way, thinking what consequences will will happen with with this behavior that I uh, portrayed. And this part of the brain is actually not fully mature until about, they say, 24 years old. And this is based on brain scans of typical teens. And then another part of the brain is called the amygdala, which is a kind of a a small walnut-shaped structure that sits deeper in in a teen's brain. And it's that part of the brain that is thought to play a part in controlling emotions. Sometimes there's aggression and, and responses based on just pure instinct. You know, you mentioned about abstract thinking skills. So do teens have new thinking skills? Do they have the ability to think in the abstract the way you're mentioning? During the teen phase, they are transitioning. So from a child who is thinking more of a concrete way, which is type of reasoning based on what a person can see, can hear, feel, to transitioning during the teen years to more abstract thinking. And, and this abstract thinking is kind of more the ability to be able to, you know, plan ahead or, you know, check my behavior and see if it affects other people or if does it have any consequences. So the teen period is really a transition from like the concrete thinking to more abstract thinking. And again, these are things that are still developing during the teen years are not fully um, developed until adulthood. Yeah, and you and I were uh, talking before we got started here, I was mentioning my 17-year-old. That's something I'm working on with him, is getting him to understand that his actions cause reactions and beginning to maybe understand how the dominoes fall. If I do this, then that kind of thing. And, And he's starting to get it at 17, which is great. But as you say, there's still a ways to go, and parents need to be understanding of that. And something I'm sure that all parents of teens have dealt with is tantrums. I have a 13-year-old daughter, uh, so I am familiar with this. How are teen tantrums just like toddler tantrums, doctor? Yeah, I think that the biggest similarity is that they're, at the moment, they're an impulse. They're um, really not thinking of the consequence. It's more about feeling 
um, the moment. And there's a, a disconnect between the teen's decision-making center, which is our, like I mentioned, our prefrontal cortex versus that part of our emotions. So the disconnect between the thinking skills and the emotional part of the brain is usually what, what leads to tantrums or I guess just having these emotional outbursts and having maybe some aggression. So they're really not thinking at the moment. And actually, if you ask them once they're done with this tantrum, if you're asking them, like, what were you thinking? And they're, they're really were not thinking. There was just more feeling that moment or feeling that experience. Doctor, this uh, leads to a natural question uh, right in this area here. Why are teens so emotional and why are they so focused on themselves? Teens are, you know, daily, they have a lot of challenges and pressures and stress and temptation, especially with nowadays their social media. So they have these challenges, but they don't have the fully mature brain to deal with it. And that's why they end up having these tantrums or they're just kind of more, just very emotional. Yeah, they are very emotional. As you say, there are a lot of challenges for all of us, but especially for teens right now, whether it's, you know, virtual learning and uh, sort of being isolated from their friends and kind of dealing with things through social media. There's a lot going on there. And all of us parents, we're just trying to be understanding and help them through this period as best we can. And one of the concerns I think that all parents have is it seems like teens are more likely to take risks than adults. And if that's true, doctor, why is that? That is definitely true. They are more likely to take risk. And uh, a big part of that is because of their prefrontal cortex. Again, it's not fully developed. That's an area of the brain that is responsible for being able to plan, being able to control impulses, being able to prioritize, like, which one's more important, which one can I do later. So that part of the brain is still developing. So they're more likely to take risk. Again, not really thinking through their behavior and just kind of feeling the moment and responding to the moment. I think the difficulty for all of us parents is how do we react to the decisions that teens make, to their tantrums, to the changes going on in their brains and their bodies. As difficult as it is for them to deal with all these changes, it's equally difficult for us. So how do we deal, how do we react to all these changes going on with our kiddos? I think the first thing is is for us parents or gardens to provide a nurturing home, a nurturing environment. A lot of these things are really not their fault or they're wanting to do, but it's just a consequence of their brain developing. So I think the the big thing is making sure that we provide them with a home that is nurturing, which means there's you know there's there's love, there's support in the home. And then the second thing that we can do is taking the time to understand their brains, kind of what we're doing right now. We're learning how their brains develop and at what stage do we expect it to be fully developed. Being able to understand how their brains develop helps us understand their behavior as well. And then the other thing we can do is when our teen is having these tantrums or just you know having these outbursts, we can help them slow down they do have a functioning brain. Maybe it's not fully developed, but it's, it's functioning. It can definitely acquire skills. So our role as parents is to just help them slow down and help them think through something that they may have done that you know, maybe have had some negative consequences. So kind of going, okay, this is the behavior that we did or that you did. Like what steps can we do to either change it or what steps can we do to correct it? So just helping them build those skills or definitely going to be helpful. And then another thing that we can also help is helping teens focus on the future. I think having a plan, like after high school, having a dream, having something to work for is definitely a good thing. It helps them be able to, one, look forward to something, and then two, kind of think through more of 
their behavior at this present time as it relates to the future. And then other things that we can also help them is just reminding them to have like good nutrition, good sleep, and you know finding ways to relax themselves if there there are a lot of challenges. And I think providing that environment is very helpful as well. And then I think the very last one is be alert for any warning signs. If there are any red flags that you're seeing, then definitely call for help if if need be, but just be on the lookout for that as well. Yeah, that's all such great advice. And I think all of us parents can relate to it. And the thing that I try to do, try to remind myself is to, to really listen to my teens, to my kids, really listen to them, put my phone down, stop looking at my laptop. You know, yeah, I have my work to do, but when they do want to talk to me, it's just making time for that and really listening to them and not judging and not always trying to fix everything. Sometimes, as you know, doctor, they just want someone to listen to them, right? That's true. That's true. And kind of helping them as you're listening, kind of they're seeing if they're looking for advice or they're just looking for support, kind of, and then providing that to them in whatever way they, they feel most supported. Yeah, that's great. Just being a good parent, just doing whatever we can to help our kids, which is awesome. You know, doctors, we get close to wrapping up here. Let's talk about teens and sleep. I mentioned my son earlier. My son sleeps more than any other human being I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he can stay in bed as long as he does. Yeah, he gets up for school and he works out and he does all of that, but the kid loves to sleep. So is there something to that about teens and sleep? Do they need more sleep than adults do? Are they just capable of sleeping more? Because I can't sleep that much. I'm good, you know, maybe six, seven hours at the most. He's getting a good 10, 11, 12 hours a night, and I'm hoping that's good for him. So I guess my question is, is it? Yes, yeah, so that, that is definitely good for him. So teens typically should get about nine to 10 hours of sleep. So your teen is definitely right on that that requirement, if so you will. If you think about it, they are growing, you know, pretty rapidly. Part of them sleeping longer is also kind of part of helping with growth. And then the other thing that's important with sleep is that the more rest or sleep that they have, when they wake up in the morning feeling a little bit more refreshed, it's easier to pay attention. It's easier to be less impulsive and just kind of feel ready for the new challenges for the day. So, yeah, they definitely, good sleep definitely helps with that. Yeah, well, uh, if, if there's any benefits to sleep, my son is going to be a superstar in life because he's getting plenty. <laughs> and you're so right, though, like all of us, but especially with our kids, when they're well-rested, they're better in school, they're better at sports, they're just better citizens around the house. You know, they're nicer to be around, which is great. Doctor, it's been so great talking to you today. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground, and I think we can all identify, and great to have the advice of an expert. As we wrap up here, anything else you want to tell parents about teens, their brains, their emotions? What are the takeaways for parents today? I think the biggest takeaway is probably to understand that they are developing at their own pace, and our role as parents is to support them and to nurture them. That sounds great. Great way to finish. Thank you so much for your time today, doctor, your expertise, your compassion, your insight. All great. Uh, I hope this really helps parents. It definitely helped me. And uh, thank you so much and you stay well. Thank you. I appreciate your time as well. Visit franciscandocs.org to schedule an appointment with Dr. Puno or any other Franciscan health pediatricians. And we hope you found this podcast to be helpful and informative. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well and we'll talk again next time.